people of the world, hello and welcome to the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday, wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name, and if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Hope you're all staying safe and well and using the sensible precautions that science says and not getting caught up in the nonsense of those talking about constitutional rights. We don't have any of us to spare. We had a tremendous program last week with the two financial advisors, and we definitely look forward to bringing them back and picking up right where they left off. So if you haven't heard it already, we definitely don't want you to miss what Teron and Kenny shared with us last week. But before we take off with this week's topic, here again are Scott and Norm. Hey, family, thanks for your continued support. And like Rodney said, be safe out there. Use your best judgment. And while you're being safe out there, remember to try to support Black businesses. They need us more now than any other time. And again, welcome, everyone. Glad to be back. And just a reminder, we're banking Black now. Let's do that. Well, this has been a strange week in a lot of ways with the coronavirus elbowing its way back into the spotlight for news coverage with Black Lives matter protests which are still going strong and the thing is the reason COVID-19 has been getting more coverage though is that all those early opening states and especially the ones where 45 is having his events are spiking and becoming the new hotspots. but we want to focus our attention on the ongoing protests because not only do they seem to pick up some steam with the whole country turning its attention to Juneteenth but more and more young people are joining the relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide movement. They're joining both of our Facebook groups, Relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide and hashtag Black Dollars Matter. And they're doing it all day long. And I particularly like the one comment we got from a young brother who joined last week saying, I did my research and I came to this group because it's been around for three years and I'm on board now and I'm telling all my friends. You know, that's the kind of thing that we can do as mentors to young people who are out there with the energy and enthusiasm in the streets. Too many times, some of our more senior folks seem to forget that they were the young people in the 50s and 60s with that same kind of excitement, and now they need to be the trusted advisors, just like the Benjamin Mays and Bayard Rustins and A. Philip Randolphs and even the uh, Martin Luther King Sr. were back then. There's a role for them, but it's not telling these young people what to do. So I'm just thinking that, you know, we need to make sure that we don't get in the way of some of these young people who really seem to have a good strategy for keeping the movement alive. Okay, to kind of follow up on what Rod was saying, in terms of young people, one of the things that we can do, get young people involved, to get them to recognize how we can support black businesses and change the attitudes that people have towards black businesses. We, we talked about the letters and comments that we've gotten from, from our listeners about some of the experiences that they had where, where people have a bad experience with a black business and then they go out on social media and trash that business which hurt them and, you know, pretty much drive them out of business. One of the things we want people to do is 
Tell us some positive experiences that you've had with Black-owned businesses. I'm hoping that when folks go into a Black business and they have a bad experience, I'm hoping that you can actually step back. Understandably, you're going to be kind of upset because of the service or the quality of the food that you got or the quality of the service that you got. Instead of going on social media or picking up the phone and trashing that business for days on end, if you feel comfortable approaching the ownership of that business, approach the ownership and, and, and express your concerns. If you don't feel comfortable, send them an email if they have an email address or drop them a, a letter, whether it's anonymous or whatever, but they need to know I'm not happy with the service or the product or whatever bad experience that you had with that small black-owned business. And one thing we seem to overlook here is explaining why we keep preaching black business. And the, the really important thing here is, is as a community, we rotate our dollars literally at the lowest level of any other community. The dollars stay in our community for about six hours, I believe. The average community, their dollars rotate for weeks. Our community is drained of funds. We don't create jobs. We don't create opportunities for our young people. That's why it's so important for us to keep those dollars in our community, create businesses, create institutions, financial and what have you, so that we don't have to go outside of our community and give our money away. So even though we may have issues with our businesses and institutions, it's still important that we support them and encourage them to do better. No, that's a good point. And I mean, to, to be fair, the, you know, they had some economists who tried to back up those statistics and they really couldn't track it about how long the dollar stays in our community. But all of us are certainly aware that other communities look at the black economy as a cash cow. And yeah. they try to find every opportunity to come and market to us and put businesses up around our communities, if not in our communities, to take those dollars out of our communities. And so we have to do a better job because we were talking earlier about the fact that we don't have enough businesses that we can really afford to let them just fail without realizing that that means that money has once again abandoned the community. And so there was a, a study out there earlier this week that was talking about simply that if a tenth of the money that we spent was to stay in our communities, that would create a million new jobs in the Black community. And those million new jobs wouldn't just be, you know, entry-level jobs, because obviously when you talk about a million of anything, you've got a range of positions. That means you've got people who are able to create a decent standard of living. You can get people to stop selling drugs and, and get girls off the street and stuff because they can find a job that can help them to keep their self-respect. And so we just have to remember that we don't want to find ourselves being victims of the stereotype because that was something that was thrown on us. And if we don't stand up against it and decide to do better one household at a time, then we will always be having this conversation. Rod, you and Norm both made excellent points in terms of supporting Black-owned businesses because this kind of plays directly into what we're talking about in terms of Black Wall Street, which is all this about. You threw out some statistics, and Rod, Norm hit on a point. When he talked about having Black businesses in our neighborhoods, that create jobs for young folks. And that's part of the problem that we're having in our communities. We don't have that that financial uh, stability. We don't have that, that financial infrastructure. But if you start talking to these black businesses and developing a relationship with these folks, the thing is, most of us are proud when we find out there's a new black business in our, in our community. The first thing you do when you go and go in a business and you see a lot of black folks working in there, 
in your community, you want to know, is it black owned? That's one of the things my wife and I ask all the time. Is it, it's just black owned. It's pride come with that. So to keep them in business, one of the things we got to do is change those negative experiences into positive experiences so that when you have a negative experience, reach out to that business so they can change their behavior. When young people come in there and they get accustomed to good quality service, that business can stay around a long time to create jobs in our neighborhood so that young folks can have an opportunity to work in a business and, and we can rebuild our, our communities. And it's also mentorship. When you have a young person working in that business, they can see how a business operates from bottom to top, which hopefully would inspire them at some point to do the same thing and become a business owner, an entrepreneur, what have you. So you get those skills from being a part of basically a small run business. And, you know, we want to challenge these businesses as well, because, you know, we we recognize it's not a one-sided argument. That businesses, you know, black business, you have to do better because people are willing to take faith in you, to try to, as Norm said, mentor you. If we're going to try to help you to understand where you have shortcomings, then one, you need to be receptive to hearing it and not feeling like, you know, anybody's attacking you. And then on the other hand, you need to try to look at what's being said and see where you can improve. Because uh, as Scott also said, you know, when you look at black businesses, one of the things that is almost universally true for the number of them that are out there is that they are hiring other black people. You know, it's, it's pretty rare to see a local black business with people from other ethnic groups in there. And that's a good thing because again, it's creating yeah. those kind of opportunities and keeping people off the street. And so that just goes to show you what the positive impact of black business can be on our communities. And Rod, you brought up another good point about, you know, this is not a, a one-sided issue, one-sided argument, because the black businesses have to take some responsibility. For some reason, if you're you're putting out a, a product that's not up to par, that people want a quality product, or if your service sucks, there's a reason that folks are not approaching you, telling you that, look, you got to change your behavior or you got to do better about your product or your service, there's a reason that these folks are not approaching you. You're giving out some type of vibe or whatever. Folks don't feel comfortable or safe telling you how you can improve your business, what they like to see. And, and most businesses, for a while there, though, you would go, they would have some type of card that you fill out about the performance that they got, the quality of, of the service or the food or whatever. There is some type of comment. There used to be a card or something where you can comment. Now, I guess you can go online and do that. That's the kind of thing I think that most businesses, small businesses need to start thinking about, giving folks an opportunity to give them some positive or negative feedback and not necessarily online because all of us are not computer literate. Everybody don't have a computer in their home. So there need to be some more of that pencil and paper opportunity so folks can, can express how they feel about your business or your services or your business. True, you know, but you can also just engage your customers. You know, you can also build a relationship with your customers and ask them about their experience in dealing with your business. And if they're repeat customers, if they're people that you know and you've developed a relationship with, they're going to be honest with you. And again, that can only enhance your business and your relationship with your customers. It is a age-old problem that we are attempting to lift up in a much more productive and effective way. And so we've even decided we're going to have a regular segment going forward called the Pro-Black Business Experience, where we're going to highlight positive interactions between Black businesses and Black customers. 
And it can be anything as long as it is a positive interaction, meaning that even if it was somebody responding to a negative interaction with the customer based on like what Scott said, the product quality or the service, if then the customer was able to talk to the owner and have a positive conversation, or if a customer had an issue and the business owner was able to talk to the customer and have a positive interaction, we want to hear about those things. We want you to share them with us on the different formats we have, you know, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook group, the Gmail account. We want to hear those things because we want to do our best to break the back of the stereotype because it has become so ingrained in our society that no one can really tell where it started. Was it first black business that gave inferior service or product or was it a black customer who came in with the get over type of mentality and so we can see that as a general rule we know we know how to do things right because so many other ethnic groups have copied what we are able to do and so it is definitely not something that is beyond us but we have allowed that mentality to seep in and become too prevalent, and we want to do what we can to stomp it out. Yeah, Rod made some excellent points there in terms of the positive experiences that you had with black businesses. Also, we would be kind of interested in, if you did have a negative experience, what did you do positively to help that business get on track? I would be curious to hear your story about, did you do anything other than something negative? What's your positive experience with trying to help that business? Norm, you had a uh, recent experience that you can start us off with. You can share about the menu. Great idea, Rod. I was actually at a black business and they had a uh, street sign. They had a little stand set up uh, giving their lunch specials. And the wording was misleading on it. But I just, you know, I decided to order and I ordered your lunch special. And it was, I believe, eight ninety nine or what have you. And I ordered it and ordered some sides with with it. And so when they delivered it to me, they charged me $12 and change. And the lunch special only comes with one side. I ordered two, but the sign didn't specifically say how many sides it came with. So the owner basically was just going to charge me the $9 or whatever it was. And I said, no, I wanted to pay the $12.50 because I'm, I'm here to support the business. And it was just a you know, just confusion. So it, it, I understand. And she insisted that I only pay the lower price. And so she went and while I was there, she actually corrected the sign so that now anyone ordering a special understands that it only comes with the one side. And I was appreciative of that. And we developed a relationship after that. And I've been there a couple of times since. And that was the positive experience for me, turning that from a negative to a positive. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. that was a good example. And what I think is really positive about it is that all three of us realized just how quickly that could have turned into just an incendiary one where there was bad feelings on both sides. And so now you've got customer who's decided, as, as Norm mentioned, you're going out to social media, as you said, Scott, getting on the phone and calling up other people to say how they felt wrong by it. And on the other side, you got the business owner who's looking at customer and saying like, well, you know, they, they didn't want to do anything other but try to come in and get over. And so who both sides lose out. And ultimately, the community loses out. 
And so what you had here was a, a genuinely positive interaction where both sides said, well, okay, there could be some confusion in it. And that's usually where most of these issues stem from is confusion that lacks communication. Because as soon as people decide that they're just going to be civil and just ask a question or, or share an opinion that's not based in any kind of suspicion, then it's usually easy for people to just reach a mutually agreeable and beneficial conclusion. Yeah, those are the kind of experiences that we want to hear about. And you may not handle it exactly the way that Noam handled his situation, but that to me was a good model. It's a roadmap in, in terms of instead of escalating the situation like Rod mentioned, you kind of approach the person like, like Noam did and it's a win-win for everybody. The number one thing is we want to open as many black businesses in our community and keep businesses that are currently in our community open, having these uh, positive experiences with them, talking to them about issues that we don't like or how it's impacting us in a negative way and changing it into a positive. That way we got businesses around that can create opportunities for younger folks and we can start to continue to relaunch Black Wall Street, which is the whole purpose. You know, the great thing about this business owner is she understood that there was an error there on her part. She, she understood that. Even though I was willing to overlook it, it really didn't, it wasn't a big deal for me. But just to point that out to her, she understood it and she took ownership of it. Yeah, well, you know what I, I like about what you just said there, Scott, as well, was the fact that if more people would begin to realize that when you criticize or demean that business, you're affecting more than just the owner. You know, yeah. there are folks who are working there. And so, you know, if that business goes under, effectively, you've taken a, a slice out of your community on a number of fronts. So it's the kind of thing that we want to keep in mind as we go forward with the idea of your sharing your experiences with us so that we can do our best to prop up the black businesses in our community because we're just like we talked about with Black Lives Matter, we don't have any to spare. So we are hopeful that black businesses will receive this message as well and decide that they realize that we as black customers and consumers are a part of their success model and want to partner with us as we go forward. And we hope that the customers will decide that it's time for us to have a bigger stake in the success models for the community. That's it for another edition of The Brothers Talk. We want to thank you again for taking your time to spend with us and listen to our opinions about these issues. And hopefully you're getting something that you can use as you work through your part of relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide, one home at a time. And as always, you can follow us at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Brothers Talk group on Facebook. And if you want to go long form, you can always send us a letter at thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. So thank you again for all your time and for your comments. And we look forward to being with you next time. And until then, remember, let's all do better today because that's all we really have.